All right, welcome to the first, I think it's the, what's the, it's the first? It would be the first. It would be the first uh, podcast from Third Coast Strategies. We're calling this um, Rhinos and Dinos. So most people know what a rhino is. Most people don't know what a dino is, but it's right. pretty, pretty easy to figure it out in context. Uh, this podcast is about pol- politics, political commentary, but specifically meeting in the middle. There's too much polarization. So with that, I'll put our lovely plant in the middle. Just move that out of the way here. Uh, for those of you that have seen some of our other videos, this one's not really going to be scripted. Um, we're just going to kind of talk about None of them are truly scripted. Yeah, but... They, they, we have an idea. We have an idea. It's like improv. It's like, right, it's right, like, like right. improv. Glorified improv. So let's, let's kick it off. We're this, in our Sunday best right now. Well, I'm, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy because the other ones I have to be... Well, you're always in the same thing. It doesn't matter. Right. I try to... I try to, you know, class it up a little bit right. with like a collar, but I don't want it. I'm ha- I got my Cubs shirt on. We're a classy bunch. My Cubs shirt, my Cubs hat, Cubs picture behind me. I do this to annoy you. He's a Sox fan. So let's let's get started. The first episode that we're gonna, well, first topic we're gonna talk about, I think is something that you know it's on it's on the minds of a lot of people in Chicago and even nationally. Migrant crisis. This is how the normal reaction is now. Whenever you that? bring up, oh, that's how, whenever you bring up a topic nowadays, there's all screaming. Everyone just starts screaming at each other. I've heard you scream. That is not, uh, that is not. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of emulating what I've seen after. <laughs> Everyone, they all just start screaming at each other, Carm. Like when you have a topic that is not necessarily polarizing, when people have a passionate thought about it, they want to start yelling at each other and don't listen yeah, to normally when, normally when people That's yell, normally when people yell, it means they're, they're not too fucking bright. They don't really have a, they don't the really have a grasp the on the situation. The loudest is the rightest. Yeah, and so that's that's what we call. I always mispronounce it. The ad hominem, ad hominem attack. You know, kind of a personal attack. Raise your voice. That's yell. outside of my syllabus of words. Syllabus. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's the, my lexicon. Lexicon. Ad hominem is not in there. And you're the attorney in the group. <laughs> Means nothing. Some of the dumbest people I met were in law school. And most of the dumbest people I met. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> most of the dumbest people. Most I met. of the dumbest people. All right. But the so, migrant crisis. So I saw today there was a, I got a, a ping from the Tribune that Brighton Park, I think they were looking at opening a migrant center. So uh, l- let's maybe back up a little bit. I, how did we get here? And like, why? Because like, I feel like all of a sudden we woke up and there was a migrant crisis. Like it was abrupt. It was always present probably not to the level it is right now. And it was just kind of like so many things in government and uh, public affairs kicked down the road until it becomes a wave. It's kind of like the initial waves and then all of a sudden here comes the tsunami. Now what do you do? And now it's so (laughs) forefront in everyone's minds and it's constantly in the TV. That's why it's kind of propelling it. And how do they do it? Snowballing it. Yeah, the snowball. Well, here's my issue with that. Is I feel like I, I everything that Johnson like look we've we've had a, a couple of videos on Johnson and Mayor I think, Johnson, City of Chicago, Mayor Brandon yeah. Johnson, City of Chicago, and the idea is here like look you want to give someone the benefit of the doubt being a mayor of any city is hard much less you know third largest in the country there's a lot of things you need to learn very quickly there's a lot of divergent interests we get that but it's like this guy I I just never seen someone who can't hold anyone accountable who can't make a firm decision. And so I look at this and I say, you know, his whole platform was about helping the city of Chicago and the people that have been, you know, disenfranchised to help bring back investment to this, this, 
you know, these blighted communities, which, by the way, has been a thing for a while. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I get the anger and frustration from, you know, the black aldermen and minority aldermen. We're like, we're spending, what was the, the last budget? 18, 20 million? Right. It's so, a substantial chunk. Yeah. Right. Um, but how do you balance that? Because the reality is on the other side, you, you can't just ignore the problem, right? So there's a balance to it. And that's what this podcast is about. Meeting in the middle. Meeting in the middle. Let's even start to look back at the genesis of this entire migrant crisis. I don't know how far back, and by no means am I an expert. I feel I'm somewhat, we're both somewhat educated on it, just paying attention to public affairs. But truly, um, the migrant crisis, I really see coming about during the terms of Bush too. So at that time, there was an opportunity, there's been several opportunities throughout the last 30, 40 years to develop a true pathway to citizenship. And it's never been done. Even when the Democrats, who are essentially the party of immigrants, um, had control of the House, the Senate, and the presidency. There just wasn't the willingness to commit to something. Um, when Bush became president, him being the governor of a border state, there was interest in possibly doing something, revamping the pathway to citizenship, and that was never done. So it was just kind of kicked down the road. Now, during the Trump administration, <coughs> he took this approach, build the wall, build the wall, because probably because he didn't have really a thought about it. He just thought, I'm going to No, I mean, let's, let's motivate some most, people. Most people, whether you follow politics yeah. or not, don't understand the complexities of policy. No. And so if he were to sit there and go Hillary Clinton-esque and talk about, you know, the details and the, right. fine, the finer points. Nobody no. would follow. Simple, yeah. simple always wins the game. Build the wall. Three words. And that motivated a lot of people to come out, support him, vote for him. So you had the whole build the wall movement. Then at a certain point, he started talking about... Um, not death squads, but actively going out looking for those who are here illegally, you know, capturing them. That was them, the deporting. ICE raids, yeah. Right. The ICE raids. Also that several of the cities would lose their federal funding if they were not harboring but not enforcing yeah, not immigration laws. Yep, I remember that. So then what did you have? You had all these cities come out and say, we're a... Um, sanctuary city. Sanctuary city. Yeah. We're a sanctuary city. And you, to and give you, the people who are already here kind of... You, you know, not not to but um, to not have them living in fear. Well, but you saw, but but some of that kind of. I mean, remember there was a case in San Francisco right on the Embarcadero. I I think I had just moved back. It was a young girl, maybe twenty nine, thirty, um, who was murdered by I forget what. Right, right. By someone's here illegal. Someone's here, but he should have. the The argument was. He committed a crime. He should have been in jail, or he should right. something. He should have been detained. Is really right. I don't know. That, I don't remember the exact. You know. Right. Uh, but for him being here, that girl would not have died. But but you have you know issues. You have things that that come up like that, which obviously is an argument for hey, this is why it doesn't work. Right. And and it's easy to you know look at that situation and draw that conclusion. And it's obviously you know it's it's unfortunate that that young woman lost her life. But the reality is, you're still like you. You would point it out, whether you want migrants or not, it's, right. it's it's a part of the political reality. Oh no, they're not going away. They're not going away. And when <clears throat> those northern cities said we're a sanctuary city, I don't think that they understood the full scope of. Well, I think they understood what was happening presently, but as the numbers started to tick up, all of a sudden the southern governors, yeah, well, they okay, did. well. This is getting to become a larger problem. We're going to start busing. Is busing fair? Absolutely not. No, it's it's. But honestly, it was a way to wake abhorrent. up. It, it, that was yeah. That, that was terrible. completely unnecessary. You're toying with people's lives. 
But it was a way to trigger the Northern Sea, say, hey, we actually have a legitimate crisis going on here at the border. You have migrants coming from South America and Central America through Mexico trying to gain entry in the United States. They are asylum seekers. But now there's no tracking. The, the, the system's completely collapsed. And they're creating not, not a crisis, but actually, wait, it's a humanitarian crisis. Because you have everyone here, no access to you know basic services. They're throwing in the bigger cities, which actually can't handle the additional debt what, what, offload. What would Chicago, it's a federal issue. It should be a federal. Oh, it's problem. absolutely a federal issue. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that you know they want to you know decentralize the decision making to the states or yeah. the cities. Doesn't work out on that type of issue. Yeah, it that, really doesn't. That, like, that's the purpose of federalism. These types of problems are relegated to the federal government. Yeah, they should figure out. The federal should have been stepping up, or they should have been creating <clears throat> housing centers along the border. Or allowing access to funding for these localities, even within our state, Prisker said, no further funding is but, available. But you know what, though? I want to highlight something here because this just shows, and I hear this all the time, um, and it drives me you know, up a wall where it's like, oh, I'm, you know, politics doesn't affect me. Or it's, you know what? It's bullshit. I don't, That's I don't, bullshit. I hate people like that. I know. It's, no, it's just, it's, it's, it's a lazy yeah. cop. That, that, that is, it's. I don't want to pay attention. I don't yeah, care because it's not affecting me. Sure, it's. But not. here's here's the thing about it, and then the and, and then the, and it's the same group of people who will say, "Oh, well, why are we giving money to this country? Why are we doing aid here?" And it's like, okay, you see what happened. Going back to your comment on Bush too, <clears throat> if you look at the Syrian this, the the Syrian civil war, which started right around 2011, it was the Arab Spring. Right. I mean, it it, it effectively is still going on to to some degree. So we're talking about 12 years. I don't remember the exact number, but it was something like 20, 25% of the Syrian population left, right? And so you, so we were in a That's a lot crisis. of people. There's a couple million people. Right, right, right. For another country to absorb. You can't absorb that. But, and that's the thing. That, that's what caused, if you remember, and we still see this, the, Europe, the southern European countries like Greece and Italy, you know, they get an influx of migrants because they just crossed the Mediterranean. Right. And, you know, I say just crossed is sort of a... Um, you know, a little bit play on words because right. it's it's a pretty arduous, dangerous journey. Right. But point being, it's okay. You see how a war in another country can have a direct impact on your life. Right. So I hate to break it to you, we don't live in a world. And this that's is several isolation. thousand miles away. Yeah. I, not the Syrian, but what's happening in Venezuela, Guatemala, El Salvador. All yeah. Well, Venezuela, several thousand miles. Away. Our migrant crisis here. <laughs> right. Venezuela is you know an analog to to Syria. Right. 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 I mean, you have. A, a despot who's basically they've been under dictatorship rule since what 20 years Maduro, yeah. and then yeah. you have uh what's or not what's what was uh, chavez and now nicholas Maduro. Right. and so you have people there that are like hey there's rampant crime i i live in fear for my life peace and, out and there's yeah there's We're no, done. like so and and these people that are intolerant of, of of immigrants i'm like do you know how bad it has to be that you are going to uproot your life, your family, your friends. And walk. And walk. Walk. You and, ain't catching a flight. Yeah. Into You're a strange walking. country. Right. That you know nobody. Right. You think, that's, you think that if things were a little bit better, yeah. that they'd be like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here and make it work. No, there's, there's, it's literally desperation. And I get it's not. There's no easy answers to it. But then these people, and this is, again, why we, we, we talked about this podcast as being dinos and rhinos. Is because the answer isn't just no. sh shut the border down, build a wall. Right, right, That's right, the, right. And, and, and it's just not the answer. No, right, right. And 
the problem with government is in so many times you muddle through. You don't plan far out. Yes, we saw this coming. More planning should have been done. But now we're essentially just muddling through. Now we have them in parks here. Everything's kind of not segregated, but separated in different neighborhoods. There's no overall plan in not just the housing, but what are we doing with them in the long term? Are we affording them citizenship? Are we giving them work permits? Are we allowing them the opportunities? Yeah. But now what's that also going to do? Create strife in the poor communities in these major cities. Well, that's that's the other side of it. So and that's so I feel like, you know, the side of it where it's, hey, these are people and, you know, they, they deserve, you know, respect and all the opportunities that, you know, one can afford, you know, a group of people coming into a country. Um, they deserve dignity. But you have to balance that with, okay, that's fine. We can do that. But how do we now, let's, you know, we're rubber meets the road, as they say. How do we now take that and operationalize it in a, in a sense, right? Right. To your point, right. Chicago, three, you know, just shy of three million people. And if Chicago, Chicago does so operationalize something better than another city, then they're all going to come to Chicago, put more stress, or any other city, put more stress on the Chicago, how we've operationalized it than to other cities. So... It has to be. It has to be a federal. Well, and and the other thing is too. Going back to the first point, you know, the the far right, it, it, it's it's become you know the topic du jour, but it's become this this call of duty, this honor, this badge yeah. to to vilify migrants. And it's right. like, listen, I'm not saying that it's not a, a a challenge that needs tackling, but but going back to your point, if you're a migrant, you're you're and and I think this is what the, the southern states wants. You're just you're continuing walking right along past Texas, right? Right, right. right like right. you don't Mississippi, Alabama, right. like you know. Yeah, you're you're going where you perceive there to be more opportunities. You're going north. Also, I, I mean, not for nothing, the governors need to get a little bit more involved in the states where they are coming to. Um, there's been no I'll way tell you to what, address though, it. These these fucking governors, though, like Greg Abbott, they they, they talk about like they're Americans first. This. This asshole, and he's an asshole, this asshole basically signs a bill that says, yeah, people aren't entitled to water breaks. When, when this, yeah, right, this, right, this right, summer right, right. was the hottest on record, and I understand, you know, we don't believe in global warming. Stop. Like, stop. You're not in a position to get... That's the other thing that drives me crazy about politics. Just because you can give an opinion doesn't mean you should. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. Except for... Supreme Leader, and what was the movie? They were making fun of Kim Jong Un. No, I know, I know. It was uh, oh, I, wasn't it was the guys Franco, from South Park. James Franco or something? Yeah. They, they, oh they no, brought... you're right. It wasn't. It was uh, it was James Franco and Seth, Seth Rogen, the dictator. Seth, I the dictator, called, I yeah. think it was. Yep. Yeah. I. So point being, it's okay. So we've established that you know vilifying is not the right answer. That's the extreme right. Now let's cut it over to the extreme left. They don't. I think they're infighting on themselves. They can't come up with the thing. They couldn't even. The, Chicago, the city of Chicago were fighting on a resolution to condemn the the invasion of Israel, right. the war, the terror attacks of of Israel, and like when, that's not the topic of today. But it just goes to illustrate that something like that, when you have an invasion and terror attacks in Israel, which is obviously a key ally of the United States, you cannot even get people in Chicago City Council to agree on a resolution. It's not like they're right. committing to do anything. Right, 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 right. So so on that point, what's your thought then? How does Chicago tackle this understanding like, hey, you know, we got our own problems to deal with? 
first, it was kind of shocking, too, that Biden backstepped on the wall or increasing border security. What do you mean backstep? Uh, like, so initially, like, well, there will be no wall. Now he's kind of supportive. Of oh, in response wall. to that. Yeah, yeah but, but, but increasing border security. It's almost like there's a flow or to address it more at the border. Well, there's an election looming. You know, yeah, you know, right, right, start, right, right, right. You know, you start teetering back to the middle a little right, bit. Right, right, right. You start to see within your own party the divisiveness, and you're doing a calculation on where your votes lay. Um, what could Chicago do? Honestly, I, I don't know. This is going to be unpopular. They're here. Well, let me ask you. They this. don't have a pathway to citizenship. This is going to sound wrong, but all these programs that have been developed for skills training, take advantage of it. Afford them the opportunity for skills training. Do something. Why would that be wrong? Well, well, no, because I was like, oh, so now they're here. Now you're going to put them to work. Yeah. All you're going to do is. Yeah. Well, no, but it's unpopular because I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not saying go be a dishwasher, but I'm like. Maybe you could learn trade, carpentry, construction, whatever. I don't know. I don't, see, I don't see these people that are complaining. I don't see them taking night classes. It, right. It'd be great to boost the unions again, maybe. Yeah. Increase membership in the unions or something, you, you know? It's it just you can't have people. And, and here's the other thing. If you have a bunch of people sitting around without access to opportunity. Yeah, order, it's not a good thing. No, it leads to crime. Look at every... Not migrant crisis, but every stage of immigration in the United States. Initially, when the Irish came over, they were idle for a time, but they spoke the language. They were able to kind of work their way through, but they weren't given opportunities. So you led to a criminal. The Italians, what happened? Well, that still hasn't been solved. I no, kid, right. I kid, I'm Italian. <laughs> no, but, but, but the, the point, too, is let me ask you this, though. Okay, so... We know there's a crisis, and we know that it takes a lot of money to address it. Let's just say the federal government, to your earlier point, came in and said, hey, Chicago, Johnson, here's a check for, you know, $100 million. Right. Okay. And let's just say the mayor can go to the people of Chicago and say, hey, this money would have never came if it wasn't for the migrant crisis. So we, 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 we can't make the argument that we could use it for something else because we never <laughs> would have had it. It's right. specifically for this. Do you think... That solves the infighting. Do you think that solves the issue? Absolutely not, because someone else is, no. Someone's going to say, why wasn't money devoted here? Why wasn't money devoted here? Government is about the fight for resources, and of course those resources are finite. So they're going to continue to argue where that money should go. Nothing's going to solve this problem. We're basically, like I said earlier, we're muddling through. We're, we're, we're just. I kind of like that. I've never heard that, but I think that makes sense. I think oftentimes, I mean, even in the corporate world too, you know, there's this idea that everyone has this, uh, you know, binder with a five-year strategy that's, like, well thought out and, you know, planned. Yeah. But so, wait, wait, and everyone has a plan until you get punched in, in the, the face. face. The great Mike Tyson. Quote. No, right, right, right. But it, it, it's true. It's just kind of like, what are you going to do? Well, we have to muddle through this, but at least have some type of plan to muddle through. They don't even have that. Well, they don't. And I think the other... This the, also shows that perhaps we've elected... Inept leaders yeah, for I don't a think, long time. I, I don't think Johnson is, uh, uh, candidly, no. like, I don't think he's up to Or the some path. of the aldermen. Uh, I'm sorry that this, this, <laughs> this wave of inexperience that we've placed in city council, <clears throat> no. These people have their own agendas they want to advance. Fine. Everyone getting elected has an agenda. But also, half of them don't know where the bathrooms are in the building yet. No. They don't have the tenure. I, I see some of them, you know. They're idealists, not 
pragmatist and, you know. Well, but again, again, it goes back to, so let, let's maybe take a detour on that. Yeah. Okay. So it goes back to, I think the best, well, one of the best quotes I ever heard was from a graduate school law professor. I wasn't in law school, but he was a lawyer. It was business, business law, business ethics. And he said. Rodney Dangerfield, business ethics. <laughs> okay. Continue. I, I just, I take it back to school. That scene, it's like. <laughs> And uh, all of a sudden, you got the sudden fines for the zoning permits. <laughs> they always come up. Um, no, but he, he said something, and I'm paraphrasing, like, look, the, like, this, is where you, this is where the world ought to be, and this is where the world is. You don't want to be on either end of the spectrum. Right, right, right. You right, kind right, of right. want to be somewhere in the middle. Like, there's going to be times where it's like, hey, yes, we need to fight for this, this idealized sense of where we should be. And then there's going to be times where, you know what? This is good enough, and let's focus on incrementality. Right, not right. Everything needs to go from Sweeping zero to change, 60. Right. Sweeping change. And, and you know what? Not for nothing, local government, your priority should be picking up the garbage, crime, lead water pipes, stuff like that. Yeah, things that, things that affect people's... It's almost like... I kind of like it, too, and we've used this analogy before. It's almost like a hierarchy of needs, right? So at the very bottom of the pyramid is local government. Like, right. As my snow, is this, are the streets clean? Am I safe? Like those, those are very basic needs. Then you get into you know statewide government, national government. Those are higher order conversations like you know abortion and death penalty and all those things that we hear about. But I agree, you know, when we we elect these 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 politicians, I use that term loosely, city council people, right. persons, um, and I see them just pontificating on 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 Twitter or Facebook. And, and it's just, we need to do this and we need to do that. And it's like, yeah, we, we need to do a lot of things. The question is, which of these things is more important than the other things? Like, right. the whole, it, it's about trade-off. Right, right. No, absolutely. You obviously can't have the migrants sitting outside police stations. Yeah, what, what? I don't understand that. They Why? Do, I, 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 I actually don't know. I'm not going to claim <laughs> to know. Did they just put them there or did they just find their way there because they sought safety? Eh, probably the latter. And, and you're closer to a police station. I would, if I was, a, if I was a migrant, I would. Well, it depends on what. If I was in Russia, probably not. I wouldn't go near a police station. Yeah, right, right, probably right, not. Right. Which, by the way, you've said this before. All these people that like to bash the U.S. No, 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 no. Yeah, right. Stop with that bullshit. Because I'll tell you what. The fact that I can confidently say. If I was in another country, I would not feel comfortable in front of their police station. Yeah, that, that means a lot. That means a lot. That means a lot. Because yeah. if it was France, I'd be fine in France. If it was right. Italy, the, yeah. the Brits, England, right, 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 right. they'd probably have a Guinness waiting for me. Yeah, right. Like, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I have. <laughs> which, by the way, Guinness is my favorite beer. That also reminds me of, what, what, what was the movie? Oh, Wolf of Wall Street, where he's like, you know the best thing about being uh, rescued by the by Italian the Italians, wait, wait, wait. first they feed you, then you dance. dance. Yeah. And that was no. based on a true story. No, right. Absolutely. It's, I, 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 we don't have the answers, but I, I, I don't want to say that this is a lack of leadership, not just from Johnson. I'm not going to place all the blame on him, but there are aldermen out there who simply are inept at their jobs. I don't know how they got elected, but for the people that are putting them in office, really take a good look. I understand everyone wants change and doesn't want politicians who've been there for years. Not for nothing, people who are experienced in their roles, you, you, you hire based on experience. Experience well, matters. And, and here's the thing. Experience does matter. And we tell that to clients. Now, if you're just a lazy piece of shit sitting there, 
well, you, you know, then yeah, you deserve to be voted out of office. Here's what I would say. If you can't figure out 80% of the job in the, the first term, yeah. then you need to leave. Because right. like, clearly you're not, you're, this is not for you. It's not a good fit. And I look at that and say, this is why people hate politics. Because if I'm in a corporate world and I'm in a job for four years and I'm not doing well, and it could be, you know, a combination. You're fired. Yeah, you're gone. Yeah. And it's not personal. Sometimes the role is just not a good fit. I can tell you right now. Unless you're in a bank in the United States and they oh, just yeah, let we'll you then, do whatever because we'll bail you yeah, out. Yeah, we'll bail you out. Remember, was, remember not Wolf NANL loans, no, no, NANI, no, no, no income, no assets. No, yeah, right, right. And they, they were issuing these loans. But getting back, what would you like to see done in Chicago? Because honestly, I've driven the city now. I've driven the city at night. I've seen the 10 cities. I've driven it at night because I can't stand traffic. And, and that's the best way to get around. So I've seen the 10 cities. I've seen the problems. I've, I've seen people just hanging out in parks, you know, in, in downtown Chicago. I can tell you what I would do <clears throat> is I would absolutely not. I mean, 10, ten cities are fine as a, as a stopgap, but that, that can't be the norm. That just no. can't, right? Like no. we're, we're, we're a first world country. We're the most advanced country, one of the most advanced countries on the planet. Right. Like we do not need to house people in tents, right? We have the money right. to open a facility. What something that is more If Amazon permanent. could build a warehouse yes. in two months, you know what I mean? I think we can, you know, Absolutely build can. a structure. So that's number one. However, I understand that might be a stopgap. And I agree with you. Like this kind of got thrown in Johnson's lap. And so he's dealing with it the best that he feels he can. The other thing that they need to do, though, is they need to be in much, 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 much more control of the narrative. They do not own the narrative. They, they react, but they don't own. And the thing is, they're not stepping in front of it. They always want to find... Honestly, I almost feel like they're waiting for... I almost feel like the attack in Israel gave them breathing room on the mind. Oh, I'm sure crisis. it did. I almost feel like they're always looking for something else, like that red, shiny ball that but, goes but, in front but of But it's so funny. It's like, you know, it, 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 it's like, it reminds me of, it, you, you get up there and you talk. And I think this is why people like Trump. Because he talked like their version. I'm not saying I agree with this. Right. Just for the record, I do not like Donald Trump. I don't endorse Donald Trump. I didn't vote for Donald Trump. I'm just trying to analyze what I think is what his appeal was. I think, because when a politician comes up there, how many times have we heard, that's not an answer. You danced around the subject. Versus Donald Trump come up and said, what do you think about this? I think it's terrible. I think it's stupid. I think they're dumb. I think they're this. <laughs> like, he talked like what the person on the other end believed was just a real fucking person. Right. Like, this is just right, not, right, right, right. I'm not saying that's a good person, but in their mind, that's just a person as opposed to Hey, someone who's like, well, you know, we got to do this, we got to do this. And my point is, Johnson should come up there and just acknowledge the gravity of the situation. Be like, look, this is not an easy situation. The reality is we have a responsibility in this country for immigrants that come here. This is a humanitarian crisis just as it is an economic one. And we're not going to just stand by and, you know, like the, the, the deplorable governors in the southern states right. did and, and treat these people like they're cattle. Now, that means that there's going to be some hard decisions that have, to, that have to happen, and it means that it's going to take time. This doesn't happen overnight. Like, that is the type of leadership as opposed to just platitudes and empty promises. It doesn't mean anything. He literally talks for 20 minutes, and he doesn't say anything. 
But the thing is, but I know is he the way well. he says it attracts her. You know what I mean? See, but and that's and that's the thing. It's like I know he means well, and I think I think whoever's advising him, I, I like just own it. Like you're, you're working on it, and it's not going to be perfect. It's right. just not. I, I don't know actually who's advising him. That's that's. You a used topic. to be able to make a phone call. Now you can't. That's out a topic for another another you conversation. Used to be able to, uh, but also, I think not just the divide between the black and brown communities. I feel that there's a divide between the brown communities too now on this. Oh yeah. Because this is Mexico's not really taking any of these migrants either. It's kind of like jump on this road, go right up to the northern border. There's animosity between those between those. Well, as well culturally. There's animosity. Just I, I, I sort of like it to, um, you know, when, when they were talking about student loan reform and student loan forgiveness, you know, you had these people that, and, and look, I get it. I get it, right? I'm not going to sit here and say I don't understand it. They're like, right. well, why are we forgiving these people's student loans? I had to pay mine. It's like, I get where you're coming from. I get the argument. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I, I get it. But at the same point, you're like, well, okay, just be, you know, well, it, what, what am I going to do? Sit here and begrudge somebody like, you know, help? Fine. Maybe I can. Maybe I can't. Anyway, point is that kind of creates the same divide because here's people, first, second, third generation, you know, Mexican-Americans that came here. And to your point, they did it a little bit differently. And so right. they look at this and say, why did I have to, you know, suffer? Right. The, the U.S. sure as shit didn't make it easy. Right, right, right. And it's like all of a sudden you come in and like I had to wait 20 years and we're just giving it to you in, in you know, two weeks. And there's animosity there and, because and that's, of that. By the way, that's less my paraphrasing, I guess, or surmising of the situation right. and more what I've just heard and seen. But I, I can understand that sentiment. Yeah, because you feel like someone else is getting away with something that you didn't. That you've fought, worked hard, assimilated into the system. Yeah. But you paid the tax, they didn't. Right. Yeah. You, you paid your dues. Now, also, we have to really look at our status of asylum. Because who's still in Venezuela? How many people are still down there? I mean, this is a pretty large chunk that have moved north. You know, I mean... <coughs> well, it's not just, are we it's taking not, you accurate have, counts? Or you, do you we have, know? You have, I mean, Honduras... You have, um, you know, other central, like Guatemala, I think is, is a little bit better. Um, I know Honduras is, well, Honduras, I think, has cleaned up. It's, they have sort of a authoritarian right. uh, um, uh, president, uh, Bukele, Bukele, I think. Right. Um, but it's not just Venezuela, right? I mean, I think Venezuela is the country that they keep talking about, but it's other, it's other Central American right. countries as well. Also, not to change topics. But who's also looking out for these migrants? What do you mean? I, I mean, at what point are they going to get taken advantage of? At what point is the my fucking pillow guy going to be selling them products or turning them into spokesmen for some bullshit? When are they going to get taken advantage of? Because, yeah. I mean, every, every immigrant group that's come in, some type of criminal element has, of their own people have taken advantage of the newcomers. Who's looking out for them? Like, who's looking out for the migrants in these 10 cities, looking out to make sure these people are not taken advantage of, whether it's for sex trafficking, drug trading, or, or just baseline abuse? Who's looking out for them? Honestly. Has that been addressed? I don't know. I, I haven't read the news. If, if, if it has, I mean, I, I follow it pretty much daily. Um, 
you know, Tribune, Sometimes, News, I mean, whatever. Is, is that I, a concern? If it is, it, it, I'm not saying it is or it isn't. If it is, it hasn't been put out publicly. Right. At least in any sort of meaningful way. I mean, I've, I, I mean, I just start to think about sex trade. No, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I mean, like, I'm going to start thinking about 12, 13, 14 year old girls, and then young ladies as well. All of a sudden, immediately, like, need money. This, and you know, yeah, no, elements that are already thing. here are going to push them into a sex trade. Well, well, that that that's no one's looking out for them. It's like, oh, stick them in a the house, but then what about, you know, that's bad. No, now you're going to end up with murders or, or whatever. I don't. I, in a criminal system that isn't, I mean, they don't even do things for citizens. They're, they're not going to give these poor people any justice. I think they probably haven't. I, my guess is. Or they haven't thought about it. They probably haven't, because honestly, but to your point, they're still muddling through like they're the still very baseline through, yeah. shit. They're muddling through water and food. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they, they haven't they, even they, figured that out. Right, right. Like they're putting up tents from fucking Walmart, <laughs> right? Which, have you ever had a tent from Walmart? I don't... I, you, oh, I heard a... No, because we don't go camping. By the way, I heard the most insane fucking statistic. And maybe not statistic. So, apparently, there is a theory. It's, it's a fairly credible one. That you can tell from, a, from, from satellite pictures how many cars are in Walmart's parking lot. Yeah. That gives you an indication as to the health of the U.S. economy. I can see that. I can see that. It's kind of like, oh, on this time, oh, it's, it's, it's filled. That's wild. I mean, but we don't have, like, real-time numbers or anything. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I'm sure we have real-time numbers. Numbers, but, I, but yeah, yeah, right, I right, think right. it's trying to highlight how... It was trying to highlight two things. One, the scale of Walmart, and two, how powerful pictures can be. You know what? Changing into something new. Don't, please. Wait, wait, wait. The Walmart parking lots. Do you know how many people sleep in Walmart parking lots? People live in their van. That, this is the thing now in life. Oh, van yeah, life. living in the van? van oh, yeah. Van life. It started kind of during I think it's always been there, but it started during COVID. I watch countless people oh, absolutely. on YouTube. Like They basically just live in a van, go around, mm. and they shop in the Walmarts, but they stay in Walmart parking. There's place. a guy, I think, what's his name, like Steve Camps or whatever? Yeah. And he's got like millions of followers. Yeah. He does that, but he also like, you know how when you're driving on the highways... There's the big medians that like, like yeah, literally yeah, like yeah, forced. And he, he, he like camps stealth the, camp, like yeah. a stealth camping. I've seen He'll those camp in the middle of the highway. Uh, it, it, and I'm worried about a car plowing into me. You, you know what I mean? But, but, they're, but anyway, that's the Walmart thing. But people are camping in those parking I lots. See, I see those videos too. And you know what's funny? It's interesting because I always wonder like where do – because you can't can – because I always wonder like, okay – do you park in Walmart every night, or do you just do it I selectively? Ima- I do it. Sl- I, I imagine you'd have to do it selectively because obviously, if we know about it and it's on YouTube, yeah, Walmart. Local knows. Walmart knows about local law enforcement. Walmart's probably not really caring too much about it because they're like, eh, it's a parking lot. It's the middle of the night. Who cares? It's not affecting shoppers and stuff. Um, local law enforcement might be looking out for seedy things, you know. Criminals might be looking to go jack open the, the, and rob the people, whatever. But I, I think it's, you know, just a nice part of being Americana. Can't do that. I mean... It is a little bit nostalgic. Y- I, right? I, I think I'm more... There's a simplicity there that I almost like. It, it's not almost. I do. But I think, though, I'm more in love with the idea of that than, oh, than actually, actually doing it. Because I want a real toilet. I yeah, want I, a real shower. Exactly. I want, I, I want certain things. If it's hot out... I, 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 I need good air conditioning. Now, I will say, I like the fact that being in a van affords you the opportunity to not have to deal with anyone. 
Oh no, you could just pick up and leave. Hang out with the dogs. The dog yeah, yeah right. And you could get up and go. You don't like your your scenery. You shoot to the next spot. You know. It is very liberate. But you know what though? It is kind of that like nostalgia, like that Americana, like you were just saying. Right, and you're just seeing parts of the country. You you essentially have everything because remember you're running a generator, so you, you know you have your access to internet or all that stuff. Or what's um. That global internet stuff. Sightlink or something. Sight Elon Musk thing. Yeah. Which, by the way, I didn't even know he had that company. Permalink, Sightlink. Hold on. Let me find. Hold on. Elon Musk internet. Hold on. Starlink. 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 We were close. We were, I, I, we were, you know. We had the second part of the Right church, wrong pew. It happens. By the way, do you like, I, I really like the new table. I like the table. I'm feeling up this, this, this padding. The felt I nice. feel that it's too close. It's too small. I'm too close to you and I don't like it. No, we were closer at the other table. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I feel like you're in my face. But no, no, I, I mean, like I'm the table. I'm looking at you. It, I'm trying to nice. look at the camera, but I got to uh, look at I you, mean, too. I mean, w- I really wish we could still smoke in the studio. I mean, Every we- so often, light up a cigarette. So I, I, I think the next one, we'll just have to, it'll be a DIY. We'll, we'll install a vent system and talk politics. That's fine. Here's also something else. To, I'm not above a cigarette at all. Now, now here's something else important to note. Though too this this conversation we're having, people can't have these conversations anymore. They're too visceral at each other. That's the problem. That this meeting in the middle, trying to come to terms. Why has it become so hard to have conversations with people about topics of the day? I've said this before in other Third Coast Strategies videos. Going to a bar, just telling a few old lies. Having a few drinks and just talking politics. Why has it become so? Everyone hates each other. We've we've vilified opposition. There, 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 there's no there, there's no more like camaraderie. I was just recently in D.C. Now the stories I hear of D.C. was, you know, let's say the '40s, the '50s, the '60s, the '70s. Congressman talking to congressman. Now it's a lot of staff to staff. A lot of congressmen lived in D.C. Their kids went to school there. The camaraderie they built with each other was important. That's gone. So that's probably why we can't talk to each other anymore. That's and a- that's just trickled down. It's always easy to get a story by vilifying the other side. Oh yeah, well, That's how you get more like, yeah, I, I like you, what this guy's saying. Human nature looks for conflict and negativity. We're wired that way because it's, the status quo is boring, right? You, right. Don't, you don't see the best line... I read Every day doesn't have to be a fucking Thanksgiving family dinner where everyone's just screaming at each other. No, but I think, I think, I think like most things. It's probably, Not in my house. We have very calm Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. You guys, if you guys fucking. It's, it's, well, it's just me, mom, dad. Maybe you guys stop it's over. It's WrestleMania over a last piece of pizza. I mean, depending on where you get it from. It was right. Depending where you get the pizza so, from. I think you're right. I think it, I think like anything, it's probably, you know, a number of factors. That's, that's probably a really good one. I think, you know, to me, and I know this started way before, I get it, but like from what I can remember, a lot of this started right around the time that Barack Obama was elected president because the Republicans are like, hey, he's actually a bit more moderate than we yeah, thought right, he was right, going right, to be. Right. They thought he was like uber, uber to the left, and it's like, no, he was actually kind of in the middle. Yeah, right, no, Barack absolutely. Obama was normal. Barack Obama was great. And so Mitch McConnell and the Republicans have this crazy narrative. They had to block everything. And God forbid, God forbid we give people access to health care. God forbid people with pre-existing conditions yeah, right. have access to health care. Like, right. that's like the worst fucking that thing. That was the whole thing. It's just, <clears throat> it's, it's, 
It's almost like they have to insure the fight to insure their own elections. Yeah. And it's I mean, you've already did a pretty good job of gerrymandering the fuck out of your districts. So you probably aren't going to face opposition unless it's within your own party. But I think that also gives you the opportunity to talk to the other side. Well, I, and, and you, you would think so. You would think that would be one positive aspect of gerrymandering is that like, hey, I know that if I'm a fucking congressman, uh, I have a 97, 8 percent chance of winning. Right. Right. right, right. So do if I, I'm a Democrat in a Democrat district, I know as but, a Democrat I'm going to win. But but I think but I think what happens though is you get these these fucking and, and dare I say idiots assholes yeah. like fucking Matt Gates and all these other you know Marjorie Taylor Greene who literally because you have a speaker of the House and by the way I have no love that's for Kevin a topic McCarthy. for that's a topic for next time because <laughs> I was out there when it was happening. They don't even have, yeah they don't even have no we don't have a speaker the yeah, House cannot speaker. conduct the business and and Jim but that's Jordan, a topic for yeah. Jim Jordan who covered up well well and you know what sexual we're, abuse we're going to yeah. go into this more in the next video but when they looked like like um, not their voting records or whatever but it's like McCarthy was at ninety seven or ninety six percent Jim Jordan was at fifty percent or whatever it was. Not their voting records, I forgot what it was, but showing that McCarthy was more moderate, in, in a sense. It wasn't just opposing to oppose. Well, but that's the thing. They, they, and this is true on both sides, right? And that's, again, the point of this podcast is to say, look, okay, the Republicans, that they, they're, sometimes they're batshit crazy. And the Democrats, right. sometimes their ideas are like, okay. What, what Where'd we you, where, where, did you we fall off a toilet and hit your head like Doc Brown? Yeah. Except his, his idea actually led to time travel. The flux capacitor. The flux which capacitor, is makes which is what makes time travel possible. Yeah. Steven Spielberg will be suing us for the <laughs> referencing it. But, but I think also too, you know, you have the rise of digital media, where you the the entire point of digital media is to serve people content that they will consume, and so what ends up happening is it's just this self kind of fulfilling prophecy where. You start getting this content that is divisive in nature, is polarizing, then you get more of it. Right. Because you read it and more of it and more of it. And they keep sticking it. And you never seek out anything that's balanced. And like you never how I, honestly, I think the best thing that we can do to our educational system is have a mandatory class every year in elementary and secondary school that is titled Healthy Skepticism. Absolutely. Healthy skepticism. Like not rabbit hole conspiracy theory. Yeah, no, healthy but skepticism. But healthy skepticism. Like, hmm. Does what you're saying, does does that pass the smell test? Like, does that come across a little self-serving? Maybe you have an agenda. A thing that I'm very fond of telling people now is when they say something that I think is off the wall, I say, okay, do you hear yourself? What? Say like it again. Times right, right. And, and, and hear yourself saying it. Do you think that sounds a little, <laughs> little weird? Like, like, do you hear... And the thing is, is growing up, it's like, do you fucking hear yourself? Yeah. Do you hear what you're saying? We used to say that, yeah, too. You, right, right, right. But now it's like, it's almost a moment of self-reflection. You, you have to. Mine is, uh, are you insane? Are you insane? I remember that. Hawaii. I'm like, are you insane? Are like, you insane? What, what? Are you out of your mind? But that's the thing. When you, when, but but that's, that's where I have trouble because I call people out, and I try to do it in a nice way. It doesn't always come out that way. But it's like, dude, you just... And everyone feels personally attacked when yeah. you do Everyone feels personally attacked. But that, but it's okay for you to make outlandish uh, claims without uh, having no, to fucking absolutely. back it up? Absolutely. No, absolutely not. You Grow know. the fuck up, too. That's the other thing. Stop acting like a child. Oh, it, it, Adults it, it, are way worse than kids. Oh, it's way awful. Worse. It's way awful. Way worse. I will take a kid any day of the week because the kid doesn't know any better. Right. Right. Kid has no idea. Um, but that's, you know, not to segue 
because um, we're getting soon to ra- be wrapping this up. But this is what this show is going to be about, the dinos and rhinos. Democrats in name only, Republicans in name only. Are these essentially the moderates that we're looking for? We, we want to start a dialogue, essentially, again. Where can we meet in the middle? We hope to have guests on in the future, people left of um, center, right of center. Um, did I say that right? Center, right. Yeah, I say that right? Center, I said that right. right. Okay. Center, center, center. All sorts of people. Point is, right. you could be Republican, you could be Democrat, you could be moderate, right. you could be extreme. We want and, to hear from you. And, you know, we're going to try to approach things, which not with necessarily passion, but with some type of logical approach, which guarantees us losing viewers and um, votes. Which I'm fine with. Which I'm okay with that, too. Um, we could talk into our own echo chambers. We're fine with that. But it just, we really think things need to come back to kind of a, what was it, Crossfire with Paul Begala and Tucker Carlson? Oh, yeah. And they would just scream at each other. What wasn't, uh, there was another one. But like then you got too. the couple, like uh, the Raging Cajun, whoever he's married to. I don't, yeah. They, they still somehow made it work. There was a couple of those two on, I, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. I think Crossfire was good. But no, I, I think. I think that's well said. I, I don't really have much to add to that. I, I think the idea of this is for for far too long, it's you're a Democrat, you're bad, or you're a Republican, you're bad. And it's like, hey, listen, there's bad people on both sides. If we can get back to a place where we can we can govern by consensus, understanding that like you like the stones say, you don't always get what you want. Right. And that's how that's how policy that's how policy works, right? right? Sometimes, sometimes you know you get what you want. Sometimes you know you get less of what you want. I'd rather get fifty percent of something than zero percent of everything. Yeah, it's about compromise. But I also want to kind of leave on the thought. We, we hear now, Joe Biden is the worst president we've ever had. Joe Biden has ruined this country. I'm going to tell you something else we heard. Donald Trump is the worst president ever. Donald Trump is ruining this country. I also heard Barack Obama is the worst president we've ever had. Barack Obama is ruining this country. I've heard George W. Bush is the worst president ever. George W. Bush is ruining this country. I've heard Bill Clinton is the worst president we've ever had. I've heard Bill Clinton is ruining this country. I don't, I was alive, but I don't recall H.W. Bush or Reagan or Carter, but I'm pretty sure People out there were saying the exact same thing. Desert Storm Contra. Yeah, I'm sure people. I'm sure people said it they about said Carter, Reagan, Carter, Ford, Nixon, Johnson, Kennedy, Eisenhower, who was a pretty good president. Roosevelt. I'm sorry, Truman. Roosevelt. I'm sure they said it about every president. Yeah, you just went the back things you're saying 70, is not unique. You just went back seventy years. years. Yeah. yeah, right. We've heard this. And they said thing. it about Coolidge before Absolutely. Before they, 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 they said it Although, about, to be fair, I think he did actually kind of ruin the country a little bit. But, yeah, but, no, the I great, it might have happened. I kid. I, I think, realistically, the only president they probably never said about was George Washington because they had nothing to base it on before that except King George. I mean, they also said it about Lincoln. And he yeah, was right, right, right. Presidents right. of the... Right, right, right. It's, I think the last president that I may maybe have not heard about having that kind of like going back in that line is uh teddy roosevelt right yeah there there's but we've heard it we've heard it we we've everyone feels like you're ruining the country we've done pretty well over 200 years you know thank god for a bureaucracy uh that, that just steers the ship and it keeps moving um but yeah 
I look forward to more topics in the future. I know we're going to address the House Speaker vote. We're going to address what's going on in Israel and Palestine now. Um, also, the upcoming elections, you know. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of topics. If you have ideas on topics, let us know. If you want to jump on the show, kind of shoot the shit, informal, have a cigar. Cigarette. Cigarette. Cigar. Have a drink. Have several. It, have several. Do, do whatever you want. Um, but yeah, I think we're good on this one. I think it's Anything good. Anything else? No. I, well, I thought this was a pretty good inaugural episode. We really hope that the filming went well. Yeah, we and it may. caught our sound. We hope. We hope, but we so. we'll, we'll see. Otherwise, we just talk for nothing. Um, yeah, that's that's it. So we'll. I think, you know, just parting words. The you know we're looking to make this a biweekly podcast, so there will be many many more topics. There's what no does shortage. biweekly mean? Uh, yeah. Does biweekly mean every two weeks or twice a week? Twice a week. You know. No, I'm sorry. Now know. you got me confused. Right. I every, don't know. Every other week, right. whatever that word is. Bi-weekly, every other weekly, I don't, I don't fucking know. But the idea is, you know, we want to talk about things that matter in the political space and we want to do it from a place of let's, let's move in from the polls. This is your safe space. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Like this it. is your safe space yeah. to talk politics. Unless, unless you try to take your glass of Jack Daniels. Then well, then it happens. But, but, you know, safe space. All right. Well, on that note, we appreciate you guys watching. We appreciate you all listening. And uh, like Len said, if there's any topics you want us to discuss, send them our way. We'd love to hear any commentary about how you like the podcast. But until then, happy staying in the middle. We look to, look to talk to you soon. Take care now.